Hey there, beautiful people. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 3 of Pat's Interference. And on today's episode, we're giving away the Patty Awards. Yep, that's right. We came up with some fake award show for the college football 2015 season that you probably don't even care about. But I bet if you take a listen, you'll find it to be pretty entertaining and pretty interesting. So stay tuned. We're talking best soundbite, most improved player, most anticipated game. The list goes on and on, recapping the 2015 season and the best moments. So I'm Patrick Brickman. He's Patrick Norwood. Stay tuned. You're listening to Pat's Interference. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the inaugural Patties, the college football award show. Patrick, we're very, very excited about this one. We get to be regal. I know you can't see us at home, but we're wearing tuxedos and bow ties. We've got gold tro Actually, no, I'm in basketball shorts, socks, and a t-shirt, but... Wait, so you didn't wear a tux? No. Did you actually... You, you told me to wear mine. I'm sorry. I'm wearing mine. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm wearing mine. We may – I'll change mid-episode. What's going on, everybody? It's so good to hear from you. Uh, season 2, Episode 3. Patrick, Season 2 is upon us. We're three episodes in. We're doing the patties. Does life get any better than this? Yes. No, it does not. It doesn't. Well, it could because it could be college football season. But guess what, people? It's the College Football Award Show. Patrick, tell these people a little bit about what this show's about. Okay, so the patties are fake completely. There are no trophies. There's nothing. Uh, we just kind of came up with some. Uh, some. It's going to. We're going to try to do this every year. At the end of the college football season, we just came up with some categories and some nominations. We did. We didn't go into extreme research, so nobody get mad if we left somebody out. You know, this is all geared toward Alabama anyway. But uh, it's just kind of a fun way. We're going to bring it up on Twitter, and we're going to take in some votes. So today's episode is just to go over the nominations, and then we'll meet back in a week or so, uh, maybe a couple days after we've gotten some Twitter votes, and we'll give out the fake awards, you know. And it'll, it's just a good conversation to recap the, the best moments of the year and, and just the things that impacted us and, and what we want to remember. So it's just a fun little thing. We need episode ideas anyway, so we're going to have some fun. Well said. Well said. Patrick, let's just jump right into it, okay? For those of you who uh, who may have listened to Season 1 and you're an Alabama football fan, we've got some stuff in here primarily geared towards Alabama football. The rest of it is geared just to college football in general. This first award is one of those geared towards Alabama football, but not technically Alabama yet. Because, Patrick, this is the Noel Divine Award. For those of you who may not be caught up on your college football trivia or history, Noel Divine had the sickest high school uh, tape, recruitment tape, oh, I've ever oh, yeah. seen. I've oh, ever yeah. seen. It beat out... His, his highlight tape just single-handedly made him a five-star recruit. And that and his stats, but still. And then he never panned out. Like, he did fine little, at West Virginia, known, but he wasn't great. Little known fact, you didn't know me then. I was in high school. Um, but my friend Kyle likes to make fun of me because I think two or three seasons... It was probably two seasons in a row... I predicted that Noel Devine would win the Heisman. I was like, this is the year he's going to break out. <laughs> he's going to win the Heisman. He's no longer having to live in Pat White's shadow. Oh, it's Pat Noel White. Time. I'm gonna, hey, Pat White was a stud. I'm going to go Obi-Wan Kenobi on you. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Not, not since he got killed on the Miami Dolphins. Not killed, but he got, he get, his, his, nah, he got hit so hard. He got destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, Patrick. The Noel Divine Award for the best high school tape from this year. Now, this doesn't have to be a player that's going to sign a letter of intent this year or has already signed a letter of intent, I should say. 
but just the, just two we like, the best high school tape. What is your favorite? Uh, so, uh, so far, he just was named the number one recruit by 247 Composite. He's currently committed to Alabama. Hopefully he sticks. He's from California. Running back Najee Harris, who's, uh, if you haven't seen it, his junior highlight tape is just, he looks like, and it's not Noel Divine status, as in, like he's not playing like 1A kids out here. I don't remember what class he played in. But anyway, um, it's, it's, it's just insane. He's bigger than everyone. He's even the linebacker. They just can't tackle him. He does this little uh, jump juke that reminds me of Cyrus Jones's uh, return in the Cotton Bowl. But he does it on like every touchdown run. And if I've said it, I've said it. If he comes to Alabama, and that's what he looks like in high school, and he's still got a year of high school left, you put him in our system. That's that's the next guy. And I'm not talking the next uh, T.J. Yeldon. I'm talking the next. Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. He definitely fits in that whole idea that we've talked about earlier, uh, the that fraternity, that brotherhood of running backs. I, I definitely think he's next. I, Patrick, I'm honestly just worried about him staying healthy next season. If he gets hurt next year, that's going to be a really, really big bummer. Uh, I'm not saying you should take the year off, but eh, maybe maybe don't go as hard as you can. You know, maybe Maybe in the weight room, but maybe just not in the game. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. My favorite high school tape this year, Najee Harris was a great one, but Ben Davis, just back-breaking tackles, uh, you know, absolute truck sticks, things that you usually see in video games. I'm excited for this guy. I think he's going to come to Alabama and be that next sort of C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower. Not necessarily Courtney Upshaw because I'm not sure he's going to get that bulky enough. But definitely one of our, one of Alabama's skinnier, speedier linebackers. Hopefully uh, he plays smart because the the one thing that those other two Ragland and Mosley had playing for had going for them is they were able to come and be a leader and also be super smart. Like yes. the, you know how they always say that the quarterback of the defense. Absolutely. I don't, know, what I yeah. don't know what's going on. You know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying by any means he's not a smart player. I just don't know if he is yet because he hasn't played a snap in college yet. So those are our two nominations. For award number one, that's the no. Let us know if there's any other crazy ones. We Absolutely, watch that's the Noel Divine Award. Okay, uh, we, we're gonna have fan votes. You can email us. You can put it on Facebook. We'll put all these awards on Facebook. You vote for them. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll put a poll on Twitter. I mean, we're gonna blow this thing balls. out. We're gonna blow this yep. thing out. So you've got a ton of ways to vote. If you have our numbers, text us. Call us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think for each of these. We want to know what the fans think for the Noel Divine Award between Najee Harris out of California or Ben Davis, who's coming to Alabama next season. Huge, huge linebacking prospect. Patrick, what's our next award? All right, so the next one, and we kind of took turns coming up with awards. I've dubbed this one the I'm a Man Award. And not like I'm a man on the field. No, this is the best soundbite. Remember, Mike? I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, you're good at that. Oh, you're yeah. That. Yeah, so the best soundbite of the year. I'm going to start with my first nomination, and I think that this is the one. I think that this is the one that will win, but it's fine. This is Nick Saban when he was talking about, was it Georgia Southern or Georgia State? Yes. Georgia Southern? Yeah, Georgia, whichever one. It, one of the Georgia teams that we play at the end of the season before we and play we were about to play. We were about to play our cupcake game, and people were asking him about the next game playing the Iron Bowl. And, you know, every year Nick Saban has his little rant after he does that. You don't, you don't skip games on the schedule even if we're playing the cupcake. So this was his shit-through-a-tin-horn speech <laughs> that he gave. They ran through us like a shit-through-a-tin-horn. He was, he was mad. He was mad. 
that's 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 nomination number one. We've got uh, four four nominations here. Three of them again are from Alabama. Uh, the next nomination is also from Nick Saban. Obviously, we're we're going to be a little biased towards Alabama. We were focusing on them a lot of the seasons. We wanted to give you we guys, get, and we get out of that a little bit as we go down. We got fifteen awards we're going to go over. But we we I mean we yeah we get out of that. But to bring you the best Alabama football podcast we could, we had to be focused a lot on yeah. Alabama. So uh, the next one is Saban after the uh, after the Georgia game. He's talking to the media, and uh, he said this. He said, if it were up to y'all, we, we'd be six feet under right now. Y'all had us dead and buried. So, I mean. That's the one that gives me chill bumps. That one's awesome. That one's great. Because then Cecil Hurt wrote that great article about rising from the dead. I, I mean, it was just, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was such a, it was such a, it's a Disney movie turning point. You know where the montage starts and the coach starts putting like the newspaper clippings up on the bulletin board of like, Crimson Tide win 38 nothing. Like, you know, it was just, it was the most perfect turning point, you know? And, what song would be playing right there? Oh. What song would be playing oh, during that montage? Sweet Home Alabama. That's not up. That's not like you know what I'm trying to say. That's perfect. I like Sweet Home <laughs> that's perfect. I I'm sorry, but no. No, I'm, not, I'm just. I'm you're just you're wrong. That's, that's the one. perfect song. All right, what's next? Next would be another Alabama player, and I'm telling you, we have four. One of them is in Alabama, but this one is Jonathan Allen during media days for was it the national championship or the Cotton Bowl? It um, was it was the national championship right before the national championship. Yeah, the media days. He just straight up, and they had him recording saying it. Uh, he was telling the media, to be honest, I don't really like y'all. No offense. Something to that effect. <laughs> like, I can't that, do it the way he did. They, they were part of the media. They were talking to him. Uh, He's in the locker room, and they were talking to him, and they said, you know, Jonathan, you don't really seem very talkative. Is everything okay? And uh, he's like, yeah, I mean, everything's fine. It's just talking to y'all. And they all kind of chuckled, and he was, one of the reporters was like, well, do you not like talking to the media? He's like, to be honest, I don't no, no offense, but no, I don't really like y'all that much. And just like kept doing what he's doing, like wrapping up his arms or something. It was hilarious. It was great. And everybody started laughing because it really he you could tell he wasn't saying it to be like mean and he was like, Oh, I hate you guys. It was like, no, honestly, you guys kind of frustrate me and anger me. And Can I we rename this award? To what? Mid mid episode? Sure. Can we talk about it? It's our podcast. I'm just here so I I'm just here so I don't get fined award. Ooh, I like it. I, it's not very – I mean, that's not in the spirit of college football, but I like it. That's my favorite soundbite that I've had in a while. I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop it. So far, it's still the I'm a man award. I like the way it rolls off the – I like the way that rolls off the yeah. tongue. The last right. the last nomination probably is my favorite. Uh, it was during the college – the god-awful college football award show, which is just another discussion for another evening about how terrible the production quality was on that one. But anyway uh, – the uh, the the award for best punter. What's that award called? Uh, the, is it the Ray guy? Is the, it Ray the Ray guy? guy yeah, the the Ray guy award is given out to uh, Utah's Tom Hackett, right? And Tom Hackett is this Australian guy, and he's got a weird haircut and this like awful handlebar mustache situation going on. They give him the award. Reese Davis is giving him this interview, and he's trying to. You can tell Reese Davis is trying to get him to say all these things about. You know, his drive and his work ethic and everything. And Tom Hackett stops him in the middle and says, deep down, I'm fat and don't like running. <laughs> and that's it. That was that was pretty much the entire interview because Reese Davis couldn't recover. 
So those are our sound bites. We got two from Saban, one from Jonathan Allen, and one from Tom Hackett. Let us know what you think is the best sound bite. Who should get the I'm a Man Award? Patrick, this next one I'm really interested in. Again, we've kind of gone a little Alabama-centered with this one. Uh, the Zero to Hero Award for the most improved player across the college football season. Uh, we're just going to rip through these really quick. No big discussion, really, uh, except on one. I want to go through one. So we're going to go backwards, uh, Patrick, from our docket. The first one is the guy that every a lot of people were saying should have won the Heisman, had a great Rose Bowl, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, kind of came out of left field. I mean, he was really he was he was good last year. He was good. He had like I think it was six hundred ish yards. He was good. Uh, he wasn't, but he wasn't the. Uh, but he, wasn't he the. He wasn't what he is now, right? And he wasn't the the, the bell cow on the team. So I, I think Christian McCaffrey is is a great uh, person for this award. I, I I think by merit of him being on there, he has to win, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'd say so. But but who else do we have on this list, Patrick? We've got Adam Griffith. Adam who Griffith improved in front of our very eyes as the season went on. Patrick, and I... The thing, is, the thing is, this is a tough one, because every team and every fan base has a player. Has a player that they know improved, that we don't, because we don't remember him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, we had, you know... I, I like I like that we put Adam Griffith on the list as a nominee. I think a lot of people would agree with that. A lot of people would be like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good nomination. Yeah. But, Alabama had really had two guys. That's why, why we included them. Yeah. Well, and I, I, think, I think Adam Griffith really... I mean... If I wanted to make us sound foolish, Patrick, I could go back into episode whatever it was, three or four, where you and I were talking about how Adam Griffith shouldn't play another snap at Alabama. Well, yeah, and we, <laughs> I was, I was you, all on the kick Adam Griffith off. The you, team, you cannot team, be but. more improved than wanting to, want, having people want to kick you off the team to putting and you up to this that award. Coming back. However, there's a player that a lot of people wanted to see his head roll last year after the Iron Bowl, even though Alabama won, or I guess two seasons ago now. That's yeah. Eddie Jackson, Patrick. The guy gets transferred from cornerback to safety, okay? And just kills it. He kills it. Didn't he lead the SEC for a while in the interceptions? Yeah, he led the SEC. He had uh, two or three interception return touchdowns. We got Georgia, and I know— Didn't He, ha- he had um, two against Georgia, didn't he? Maybe, maybe. I know he had one against Georgia. I think he had a. Wasn't it the Iron Bowl? It was a. He had a, he had at least two that I can. I don't remember what the game it was, but they're just coming to mind. Texas A and M. He had one. A and M. That's right. Yeah. Because we had three total, yeah. and, and, and uh, what's his name had two. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, you know, out of these the three country. guys, like you said, I think you got to give it to Christian McCaffrey. But you look at Adam Griffith. Like I said, we wanted him off the team, and now he's nominated for this award. And we're going to talk a little this bit. This could be two separate awards, too, like most improved on Alabama and then, of course, McCaffrey uh, across college football. And I think if we're even talking across college football. You could even put Leonard Fournette on there, too. Which is ridiculous. But, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're completely right. But you think about how good Leonard Fournette was two years ago. To be calling him most improved, is it's astounding. If the guy stays healthy next year and doesn't win the Heisman, I, I'm going to be really, really – Shocked. If one of these think about two next guys. year's running back class, just to just to get away, just to kind of break off here, you've got off the top of my head next year going to the NFL. You've got uh, obviously we got Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey should be leaving, and then um, Nick and Chubb. Then we'll have a uh, Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. That's got to be the best ever. It, uh, it's up there. 
Dalvin Cook is another impressive one to say is most approved, considering he everybody was very angry with him for his two fumbles and or uh, he was good as a true freshman. I can't. He was he was very good. He went to yeah, Eastern but I didn't see a lot of improvement. He was yeah, he was good as a freshman, but he became super explosive in his sophomore year. But no, I mean he still didn't beat McCaffrey. Let's let's move on. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, the next war, we're on number five now, right? Five. Yeah. You were not a yeah, fan of the name of this award. No, I just thought we could have made it more anecdotal, but we'll, we'll we'll stick with it for now. It's the Marcus Dupree Award for the most overhyped player of the year, which I still think we're going to be renaming this next year to whoever wins in this one, just because it'll be um, more fun, more fun <laughs> to do that. Because Marcus Dupree's story, and you've seen it in the 30 for 30, isn't quite as a jovial ha 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 yeah joyful yeah so um anyway still overhyped but, like, but yeah the, the far and away and this is kind of the player that came into the season with high expectations and i think this is a two-horse race but came in and we'll discuss this toward the end came in and then just flat out did not perform to his expectations i think the runaway winner is jeremy johnson that's that's my top nomination there's another guy that i think could give him a run for his money but you're talking about a guy that I think Kirk Herbstreit had him winning the Heisman, and, like, so many people had him. He went from sort of early in the offseason on, like, dark horse Heisman list to he was in people's top seven, top eight, top five even. Like, yeah, because because he played well in, you know, in, in reserve for Nick Marshall for a game or two, and then he came in and, oh, my God goodness he was and he was like you kept waiting for him to get good you're like okay auburn yeah. struggled but jeremy johnson will turn it on auburn will get a little bit better i think it was the um the jackson state game where people were like oh crap uh, maybe he's actually not that good let's pump the brakes here yeah he had some pretty terrible throws louisville and, and and then they almost lost to jacksonville state and he almost single-handedly lost it anyway jeremy johnson is my if i if i was casting a vote which i won't That'd be my pick. Yeah. Hey, I know there's a couple here you want to talk about. Pick well, from any of the three we have remaining. Oh, I cannot wait to talk about this one because you, I, I kind of went sneaky on you because you said most overhyped. You did not say most overhyped player, and I cannot True. wait to say this. Tennessee. <laughs> the University of Tennessee, home of the Volunteers, Patrick. So overhyped. We're going to win the SEC East. Patrick, every year, what do I tell you? Can't wait for the Tennessee radio shows to start. I'm not saying we're going to win the national championship. I'm just saying a couple bounces here and there against Georgia. You know, maybe a, a special team snafu against Alabama. You know, we get a pick six against Florida. I, I'm just saying we're in the playoffs, and, you know, we got to roll the dice if we're in the playoffs with Butch. Every year that happens. This year was more ridiculous than any of them. Tennessee's going to win the SEC year. East. I swear it. I swore by it. Well, you didn't. And you didn't even come close, really. You know why? Because you're Tennessee, and you're always going to overhype yourself. Here's the thing about Tennessee. It's they're, – they're, other years they've been bad, and you probably disagree with me. Other years they were flat-out awful. This year they were confusing to me. Like, dude – and I get it. They barely lost to Oklahoma. They barely lost to Florida. There are all these close games. You're like, well, like you just said, snap here and there. But the the fact the fact of the matter is they didn't win them. But but that's the know. thing. If you're gonna win a national championship, it's not a snap here or there. You've got to go out and win some of those games. 
Alabama, yeah, that's the point. Alabama needed to go out this season and not just sneak by Georgia or LSU. They had to beat them, and they did. I think I think my thing is, and I, I'm not defending Tennessee because they're super annoying, but they weren't. This is the first year that I can think of where they weren't just a bad team. They were a good team with an average record, and I still don't think they're going to contend for the SEC East next year. No. But I do agree that they should be improved or included in the most overhyped because a lot of people had them sneaking in to uh, the SEC championship game and losing to either Alabama or, wait for it, Auburn. Um, LOL. The next guy is the other guy I think will give Jeremy Johnson a run for his money in the vote, and that's Cardale Jones. Ooh. Um, oh, man, talk about a, a, a fall from grace for him as well. Winning the national championship, uh, three huge games, beat Wisconsin, beat Alabama, beat Oregon, looked great in all three games. People were talking about him, how he should go to the NFL draft after that national after championship After three games, game. and he should have if you look back because, um, I mean, we're talking, ooh, this is another good award maybe, player that should have gone to college. Anyway, Pl- we're not Wait, that right wait, now. well, what? Player that should have gone to college? Like a Matt Barkley award. Like you shouldn't have stayed for another year, dude. Oh, kind of like that award. Oh, got you. So should not have. Anyway, we're not doing that award. What, maybe next yeah, year. Okay. Anyway, Carter, right. Yeah, he should have. People are talking about being a first round pick after three games. He probably should have gone. He came back. JT Barrett looked light years ahead of him and, and way better. Eventually took the job. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, sneak this in there because people will forget before then. As of today, as I sit here on this chair, JT Barrett is my Heisman pick next year. Anyway, Ugh. um. Carnell Jones <laughs> should have gone to the end of the, fe- the, the the text alert came through today that after some injury concerns at the combine now he's being talked about as a day three pick day three means oh around five six God. or seven alright we got one more dude on here, <laughs> oh, it sucks man. to have two Auburn dudes on here but I think he totally deserves what to be there too what sucks really. about it it's, that sucks. it's beautiful sucks I'm sorry it but it's it's Dehaquil uh, Williams I mean, just obviously had trouble with Gus Malzahn. Uh, his first couple games, he hardly got thrown to at all. When he did get thrown to, he either dropped it or it went 40 feet over his head because who was throwing to him? Jeremy Johnson. And then he gets kicked off the team. For punching dudes more than on more than one occasion. Which goes back to our conversation about how football players got to stop punching people. But Stop punching. Stop hitting. Yes. Just because you're the biggest dude at the bar don't be... I like that. Throwback. Anyway. Marcus yeah. Dupree Award. Jeremy Johnson, Cardale Jones, the University of Tennessee, or Duke Williams. Let us know what you think, people. Can- how do we put Tennessee and then not Auburn? Because we have two Auburn players on there. Yeah, because that's, that's then that's picking on Auburn. If, if you do two, it's, it's like if you do two, it's teasing. If you do three, it's bullying. And I'm not. I don't think Tennessee will win. I think we just kind of put it on there to have a moment to make fun of them. Uh, that's that's definitely why I did it. <laughs> well, uh, if Tennessee wins, then we'll include teams. Whatever, it's our show. Um, the next award, uh, actually, you came up with it. I'll let you. This is let this you is probably my favorite award on on the list. Uh, SB Nation does something kind of similar that they call the Piesman Trophy. Uh, I threw it back to Jared Lorenzen, the old uh, Kentucky quarterback, the uh, Pillsbury Throwboy, the Pillsbury Throw, the rumbling, tumbling touchdown machine. Uh, the, uh, the round mound of touchdown. The round mound of touchdown. The Jared Lorenzen Award. Your favorite big man this season, Patrick. Who is it? Uh, I first put, because we love Alabama, roll tide, uh, Ashawn Robinson. 
and not just because I don't think – and this is one I don't think he'll win in a vote, even if we're talking to Alabama fans because there are so many good ones to put. But Ashawn Robinson, uh, defensive tackle, he is a – he has a 45-year-old face on a <laughs> – he had a 45-year-old face what's, on What's, what's the uh, Ohio State the uh, basketball player? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. He's got a Greg he was, Oden face. He is the most – I saw a tweet, or I was going through my time hop the other day, and I saw a tweet This has nothing to do with football, but it just made me laugh because it was very much a couple hours ago. It said, how come Greg Oden looked like LeBron daddy? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man, season two's got all the laughs, Patrick. Oh man. Uh, Alright, throw that in the best soundbite award right at the Oh, that was good. Oh man. Yeah, Ashawn Robinson's a good one. Uh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the number two, the one that we've gotten written for number two for last, Patrick, because he's my favorite. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start at the bottom and I want you to say number three. Uh, Joey Julius, the Penn State punter, is 298 pounds. Patrick, number 99, coming in nice. strong. And that's he not just broke that, Sebastian Janikowski's record let me, for most unathletic kicker. Let me ask you something: If you're a punt returner, and like you know how like punters, you see a punter and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna juke him out, whatever. Like, do you think that they look at him and just run out of bounds? Because if I mean. In all seriousness, that's 298 pounds. I don't care if he's a punter or not. If he lands on you, that's going to hurt. Yeah, you're right. That would hurt. And I don't... <laughs> Imagine less miles with a 298-pound punter. There would be so many trick, fumble, ruski, Statue of Liberty. A part of me kind of wants... like Just sidetrack for, with, a, like, with me for a second. It'd be sad. But a part of me wants Les Miles to just sort of lose it a little bit. Like, not like mentally, like, get amnesia or something sad. But just get a little delusional. And just, like, second and 30, for whatever reason, he just decides to punt. Or, like, fake field goal from, like, the 55, or the 45, his own 45-yard line. Just something like ridiculous. You convince, you convince your little brother to do that at Madden, because that... You, you would convince yes. him that that's what yeah. he should be doing, and then you get the ball back. Yeah, Rob Norwood. Well, you were the little brother. Yeah, so. Rob Norwood, if you're listening, thank you very much. Rob Rob was also, great at being like, hey, you should call the fake punt pass right now. It's first and ten. Reed Brickman. I did I did that stuff to him all the time. Hey, can I talk about the next one? Yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> this is this is my vote. This is If my vote goes to somebody, it's this guy, Jake Butt. <laughs> and it's not even – I mean, he's a big man. He's a Get this. <laughs> okay. He's giggling. He's giggling. He's a cult hero. Butt. Oh, and he won – okay, just the headline. Jake Butt wins tight end of the year it's, award. It's so good. It's so unbelievably good, Patrick. He was the Big Ten tight end of the year. So Jake Butt wins tight end of the year award. Oh God, that's that's so up good. there with D Liner. That's D Liner wins defensive Liner. lineman of the week. Yeah, no, he's never won that. But Jake Butt won Big Ten tight end of the year. Jake Butt, he's actually tight end. Patrick, in all seriousness, he's a great player. He re- he really is. He's gonna go to the he ne- he's gonna Michigan. go to the next he's level and be really really good. Um, okay, my what, arguably my favorite college football player this season. I will draft him every year just so I can name my fantasy football team after. <laughs> Probably my favorite college football player from this season. 410 pounds. Another tight end. Laquan McGowan. 
Was he a tight end, or did they move him to tight end sometimes? No, he was a tight end. On their roster, tight end, Laquan McGowan. 410 pounds. I think he was like 6'3", 6'4". I think he had three touchdown receptions. One of them was in... Oh, gosh, yeah, he is tight end. One of them... This has them listed at 6'7", 4'10". That's what you got? 6'7". No, I said 6'4". I was way off. But either way, Patrick, one of my favorite memories about this, this past college football season is Laquan McGowan was on the sidelines of a game one time and had to get a teammate help him to put his shoulder pads and jersey over his stomach. And, like, his, I'll post the picture to Twitter and Facebook, but his arms are straight up in the air. There's, like, two Baylor defensive backs that are, like, a third of his body mass index trying to pull down his shoulder pads, and all you can see is the top of his hairline and his arms sticking out of his uniform and his belly. It's, it's one of the greatest pictures that was taken last season. Uh, my vote for the Jared Lorenzen Award goes to Laquan McGowan because he made That's me laugh be close. so hard. So hard. hard. Harder than you just laughed at Jake Buttwin's tight end. <laughs> the name's just so good, but he's actually going to be good. Like Laquan McGowan wasn't really that good, and I think that's why I liked him so much. He did score a touchdown or two, though. Um, next award is called, and I'm going to have to go into the story of why, it's called the Wife Award. And uh, Please tell us this. Please. She, didn't, she didn't want me to call it the Wife Award. Well, but, but she, her, it's not. It's, it's cute. It's not Lane's interference. We were uh, we were walking on the beach, and that's when I had birthed this idea of doing the patties. And I was talking to her. I was like, hey, help me come up with a name for an award, like an award that we do for somebody that like this might somebody that doesn't watch college football might find interesting, which is her. And she just – you could tell she was trying to think of a topic, like that, uh, that's a – it's a college football term. She's trying to think of a football term, and she just kind of goes, um, best recruit? <laughs> I had no idea what she was saying. So the Wife Award goes to the best recruit, a.k.a. biggest impact true freshman, and this is going to be a yearly award. Congratulations, wife. You're in the show. The, um, the Wife one, Award. <laughs> the Wife Award. Number one, and I don't know how uh, you can really argue that he doesn't belong – Calvin Ridley with his 1,000 yards receiving and, and breaking uh, Amari Cooper's record. I think he is very deserving of a nomination, as well as the three other dudes we have. But Calvin Ridley is who I think will win this award. Who's the next dude? Uh, we've got Christian Kirk out of Texas A&M. 80 receptions, 1,009 yards, uh, seven touchdowns. Um, ran the ball a little bit. I mean, nothing, nothing too special, but was definitely an impact player. For a Texas A&M team that really, really needed a bright spot last year. He's 5'11", 200, but you really wouldn't know it uh, just by watching him. I mean, he, he plays like a, like a big wideout, Patrick. I mean, he really, really does. Who's, who's next? Who we got next? Uh, I think, and a lot of people, are, he, he had probably the best opening game for a true freshman quarterback ever and one of the best seasons as Josh Rosen, uh, the UCLA quarterback. He was the um, the number one quarterback recruit. Blake Barnett was number two that season, and uh, he I, I forgot what what game was it. Okay, he came out game one of the season against Virginia, with um, he completed 28 to 35 for 351 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, with a 192.5 quarterback rating. He would finish the season with. Uh, 23 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and 3,600 yards, almost 3,700 yards. 
Um, he looked amazing. As a, as a true freshman, quarterbacks usually don't do that well, especially on a team like UCLA, or, or, you know, with coaching changes and whatnot. But uh, they were 8-5, and 5-4 and four in the conference, and uh, he looks like he could be the next recruit guy, the next Andrew Luckish kind of dude. And I know you want me to talk about Derwin James, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I put him in. I don't know why. He's the high, well, I'll tell you why. He was the highest-rated true freshman in the country. He was a top-three recruit last year, Derwin James, and we didn't have any any defensive guys. Um, he was a wrecking ball for Florida State. I had his stats up, but he had close to 100 tackles this year. One of the best players in that secondary. He played cornerback, safety, and linebacker pretty much wherever they told him to play. I feel like all the college football pundits of the world know his name anyway. He's in there, too, because he had an amazing season uh, defensively. And that kind of rounds out the four nominees for the Wife Award. Okay. So. Derwin James, huh? I've never heard of him, so he must be good. Or he might be ignorant. You know. I'm just saying. You know. The household name Derwin James. Come on. There are no household names on this list. That's why they're true. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. Calvin Ridley is not a household name at all. But that doesn't – okay, so do we just put one nomination or do we come up with three other dudes that might not win but deserve to be nominated? I think think Christian Kirk's a household name too. Uh, Maybe if Texas A&M had been better. He had a 1,000 yards receiving. He was the only bright spot on that Aggies team this year. And if you tell me that Josh Rosen doesn't deserve a nomination, which you weren't happy about that one at the beginning either. Wasn't thrilled, but I'm more thrilled than Derwin James. All right, so come up with with another name. I can't. This is your wife's award. I don't know why she didn't come up with the nominations. Oh, boy. Michael Jordan? I feel like that would be her answer. Or, like, Derek Jeter or something. I love Lane. I really do. Your wife's the bomb. College football is not her strong suit, though. <laughs> Let's move I'm on. Up to, I'm looking up to where he was in high, you know. Oh, oh. Yeah, number, number three overall player in high school, five-star. Point nine nine eight one on 247 composite. Who? Must, have, must suck, though. Who? Derwin James. Who's that? I'm just telling you. He's going to be good. He's going to be good. He's going to be better than Jalen Ramsey. I can't wait for him to be good, but I don't think he was the biggest impact true freshman like Calvin Ridley or Josh Rosen or Christian Kirk. No, obviously we both think Calvin Ridley's going to win, but I think he was top four. Okay. Just the Tim Tebow Award. Most likely to not pan out in the NFL. Patrick, Combine was and slash is, what is it, the next few weeks? I don't I don't even I know how I the Combine works anymore. A couple anymore. days. It's, I think it's like a week long. It, it takes so long now. It's more drawn out than the draft itself. They do different positions every day. So, like, today was tight ends, offensive – no, offensive <laughs> line was a couple days ago. They did tight ends today. Jake Butt. Jake He's coming butt. back. He'll be back next Jake year, Butt. I oh, I think he's boy. still in college football next year. All right. Uh, most likely to not pan out in the NFL. Patrick, this – This is a brutal award. This – well, college football is a brutal game. I, I really can't – Tim Tebow. I can't wait to attack all three of these guys. So, let's just go at them. Robert right, Kimdichie. Yeah. I'm, yes, I said it, Ole Miss fans. Come at me. Because I, I'm sorry, but the kid makes horrible decisions all the time. He's lazy on defense when it's not a big game or it's not a big play. When he's powerful and he decides to be good, he reminds me of Jadavian Clowney. And where has he been the past couple of years? Now, I know he's been riddled with injuries, and I hope he gets better soon because I think he could be great. But I see Robert Kimdichie as another 
Jadavian Clowney, where everybody's like, oh, he's a freak, he's a monster. Did you see that big hit he put on so-and-so? Yeah. Did you also see that he had four tackles that game? I just, I'm not buying it. Who who do you have? So the next name is Connor Cook, who I agree should be on here. And um, he's his, his stock is falling ever since the Combine, apparently. Which, by the way, disclaimer, not a big fan of the Combine. That's my sound off, yeah. by the way. Ooh, I anyway. cannot wait. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for that. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, the, the whole thing is that executives think that he's – he has all the talent and arm talent, but his his work ethic and his leadership skills, and he's entitled and all that. I read I read the whole thing about how people think he's entitled and not a great leader. And yep. uh, I don't think Connor Cook's going to have a good career. Nope. Uh, At least we got Kirk Cousins working for us, though. You like that? Oh, we should have come up with a you like oh, that. Oh, that would have been good. Next year, you like that award. That would have been good. Oh, oh. Out of nowhere performance. Oh my god. Oh man, where were uh, we're sorry. We're sorry, fans. We have let you down because that is oh. Patrick. That was that's solid. That's solid work. That's the type of stuff that'll get you pay raises at Pat's interference. Okay. Okay. Well, there's always next year. There's always next year. So well, we can add it in between shows. We'll come up with some people for you like that award. We're gonna have to do some research because there were a lot of out of nowhere performances. The, but. the the Tennessee motto at the end of every season, always next year. Okay. Uh, the, the next guy. Patrick, I, I think, made big plays. I think he's a great athlete, but I don't think he's going to pan out in the NFL at all because I think he's one of those guys that switched positions kind of too late in his career. He was riddled with injury. I think he's a little bit too small. Braxton Miller. You know, everybody everybody loves love Braxton Miller. Everybody I, loves I'm, I'm a, the I'm spin a move. Guy. Everyone loves the spin move against Virginia Tech, and it was great, but do I think he's going to pan out in the NFL? No. No, I think he's too slow, and I think he's too short. I think this. I think that Braxton Miller, he deserves to be here if he goes, because he's being talked about as first round. I would not draft him in the first round. I would much rather have uh, either um, Coleman or Doxson, the two receivers, than Braxton Miller. But uh, I, I, I'm a big Braxton Miller fan. I, I but I, I'm a, I'm with you a little bit. I don't see his fit in the NFL as much as some other, uh, you know, impact receivers that are there he's not like a Tavon Austin like a lot of people might think he needs to be he's not he's like a couple of those LSU receivers to me like a Russell Shepard Ooh, just man that is a name drop maybe a little bit Russell better. maybe a little Shepherd. bit better than Russell Russell Shepard that's One of those, wow look at you coming out of high school look at way. you both of those were quarterbacks coming out of high school. Dang, Russell Shepard. That's a name I haven't... He's, he's more shifty than him. Yeah. I, I love Braxton Miller. I'm not... But a... I was... Do you think... Remember he... when he was being rumored to come to Alabama? But do you actually think he is going to pan out? No, he'll have his moments, but he, I don't think he'll be a star. I don't and I would draft. I wouldn't touch him in the first round. I've... Too many good guys in this draft. He's going to be a Denard Robinson. Let's hope not. Um, but remember when he's being talked about as coming to Alabama, and I was all for it? Do you remember when that became an actual physical news story based off of nothing but a rumor? Yeah. And do you remember oh, yeah. that a classmate of ours from Alabama wrote that article? <laughs> um, let's, uh... Anyway. Jack let's in the Box, the biggest surprise, the Jack in, Bo- Jack in the Box Award presented to you... i for this one. Presented Finally, to you not... by Jack in the Box, Patrick. Did you know that? 
going back, back, back to Jack, Jack, Jack. For, we don't have sponsors yet. We don't. We're not that good. We're, we're we don't. Not yet. Uh, this is the biggest surprise of the year. The um, the it's not a player really. It's it's. It can be it's anything. A, it it's can a be team, anything. It's a thing. It's a. An event, if you will. An event. A series um, of events. Can I say mine? Can I say mine? I want to go with Houston. Houston is my. If I was voting, I would say Houston is my thing. Sure. Houston was my surprise. I loved Houston this year. They were very good. They were awesome. In fact, they dismantled FSU. Destroyed the, them, yeah. It was at the Peach Bowl. And um, um, uh, Herman, man, he's just killing it out there. Yeah. He's just killing it. Yeah. That's that's going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think. Talk about a guy that Ohio State misses. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're right. Yeah, Houston's Houston's mine. Uh, yeah, they, they were they were my number one nomination. The Texas recruiting class, Patrick. Charlie Strong has a tough year. They beat Oklahoma, but other than that, really not a lot of bright spots for that Longhorns team. And yet this recruiting class they pulled this last season, uh, out of nowhere, out of left field. So that was the biggest surprise. One of the biggest surprises for me. I know it technically wasn't this season, but it was still you know. It counts. It counts. It counts. Say it does. It Did counts. you get rid of? Did you get rid of Iowa? Uh, no, we had Iowa later for another award. Ah, okay, my bad, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I was looking for him on just, here. Just hang on, hold your horses. Houston stayed. Houston stayed too. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, get rid of. Okay, then we got to get rid of Houston because they are also on this other award. Goodbye, Houston. Okay. I've talked about you a little bit, but erased. Farewell. Uh, uh, the next thing I think that we need to talk about is LSU not firing Les Miles. It, it seemed like such a certain thing. Then they they who did they beat that night? This is going to come up in another award as well. Um, who did they beat they that beat, night? It was Arkansas. Arkansas. They beat Arkansas. Yeah, it was the rivalry. Game. Everyone is everyone is crying. We love you. Less signs are everywhere. Thank you. Less signs are everywhere. After the game, Les Miles steps on the podium. Yeah, I'm not fired. I'm 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 good. I've still got a job. And they were saying that they decided it during halftime. What is that? That was. <sighs> We we talked about it, uh, you know, ad nauseum on the podcast, and yeah, we were both saying, how could you fire Les Miles? Yeah, and then they did. What are you gonna get? Now they were thinking they were basically. I think it was. I think that at the end of the day, they thought they had a shot at Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher used that as leverage for a new contract. As soon as Jimbo Fisher said nope, they said, all right, fine, we let this leak too early, but we can't. There's, we're not gonna get something better. Yeah. Yeah, I I, so, I agree. Uh, but that was the biggest surprise to me because it seemed like such a sure thing, you know. Bama big game domination. This one snuck in there. I didn't see it. That's another. That's one of the nominees. Bama big game domination. Is it? Is it really surprising that we dominated in big games? I think it's extremely surprising that we dominated in both Georgia and LSU. Georgia and LSU. I the, the, the hold uh, holding for net to thirty one yards. I think is the. The outlier of this of this Bama big game domination nomination. Ooh, that sounded good off the tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because that I think was the uh, the crowning moment of our, other than the national championship, the crowning moment of the regular season. And uh, so many people were surprised because everybody going into the game was saying, "Well, Leonard Fournette's going to get his. You just kind of kind of got to hope to contain him," which didn't happen. We stopped him and basically ended his Heisman Trophy run in one night. That. Yeah. Can I rename the nomination just holding Fournette to 31 yards? Yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. That's the nomination. So our nominations right. for this category, because we changed them now, are the yeah. Texas recruiting class, LSU not firing Les Miles after it seemed like such a sure thing, 
and Bama holding Leonard Fournette to 31 rushing yards. Fan vote on Twitter. That'll be coming up or soon. Or Facebook Numbers. or email. We're not just narrowing it down to Twitter because then we screw over the people who don't have Twitter. Oh, that's true. All right. So, or Facebook or email. And number 10, do you, the Do You, the do you Believe in Miracles Award. Which, the, the the Miracle on Ice is one of my, if not my very favorite sports moment of all time. If I could go back and witness one sports moment, that would be it. Well, besides that time you windmill dunked over me and I fell to the ground and That's cried, true. right? That's true. I did break your spirit that day. Uh, yeah, that was a, f- that, that actually 100% happened. I'll start from the bottom. Kiffin's ghost stiff arm against Mississippi State is one of my favorite moments. From is this the real? Is this real? The Kiffin one? Of course. Are you kidding me? This was a hilarious moment. Lane Kiffin <laughs> is chasing Derrick Henry down the sidelines. Derrick Henry, right before he throws a stiff arm on a Mississippi State safety, you see Lane Kiffin's arm go out to mo- like like he's like controlling Derrick Henry with his mind. Derrick Henry successfully makes the fist the, the stiff arm, and Lane Kiffin just gives this giant Tiger Woods fist pump on the sideline. It was it was an awesome awesome moment. So I, I've got that as as a nomination for the Do You Believe in Miracles Award. Which I don't think it even holds a – it's funny, but I don't think it holds a candle to the rest. Um, the another one – ooh, I want to pick between one of these two to talk about. All Since we've – well, they all kind of include Alabama, these first three. But that's what happens when you win the national championship. You're involved in a lot of great moments. I'll go with the onside kick in the national championship and getting the Saban smile out of it. And when it came – and it being the most talked about play, and who would involved, Adam Griffith, and when it, yeah, at the stage that yep. it was on, and what Nick Saban's known for, and then what he did, mm-hmm. that, to me, might be the moment of the college football season. And not just from Alabama, I mean, we won the national championship, but just one play that, that defined the year, and decided the year, boom, that's it. But, my vote might actually go to a different one. So, uh, no, I can't be- decide between two. Talk about the next one. Uh, the next one, I'm, I'm still going from the bottom, was uh, Navy quarterback Keenan Reynolds breaking the NCAA touchdown record. Uh, Any time that Navy or Army or Air Force, any of those three teams, uh, get involved with these awards, they're always going to have a soft spot in my heart uh, because of what the players do after they finish football. I mean, they, you know, they're, they're soldiers after all. And Keenan Reynolds, great, great player. Stand-up guy, gonna go fight for you know our country, and now holds the all-time touchdown record. I kind of almost don't want anyone to touch it. You know, like it just feels it just feels right. It just feels classy. You go back through all the like old award, you know, old awards and record holders and stuff, and you see like the 1945 Army team. You see, you know, all these different teams. I kind of just want Keenan Reynolds to just be preserved in history. I just think that'd be a nice touch, you know. That's, I'm, yeah, I love that moment. I love that moment. I wish he would have been invited to the Heisman. I agree. We talked about yeah, it a little I bit. I agree. Um, and I think at the time I had actually said I didn't want him there, but the more I think about it, who cares? It would have been pretty cool, and it would have definitely made, and I think the reason I say that is because it would have made the ceremony a lot better. Anyway, the next one, 4th and 25. Bama fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ole Miss versus Arkansas. So here's this. Here's how it changed the season so drastically. Remember, Alabama lost to Ole Miss. I think we all remember that. 
And so that meant, to make the SEC championship, we needed Ole Miss to lose two conference games automatically or we won't go. So two weeks later, great, they got killed by Florida. Alabama losing to Ole Miss looked like a fluke. Ole Miss is definitely going to lose another conference game, obviously. Two weeks after that, they lose to Memphis. And now they have two losses on the year, but we need them to lose a conference game. And we're like, oh, they just lost to Memphis. Man, what a fluke of a team. They're probably terrible. And look, they still have to play Texas A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State. They're bound to lose one of those, right? Well, Texas A&M started to look like they weren't very good. Auburn absolutely started to look like they weren't very good. We did not think they had a chance against Arkansas. LSU started to lose, and then we were – hopefully they can – it started to look like Alabama might not make the SEC championship. So they beat Texas A&M. They beat Auburn. Both of those teams handily. Ole Miss is getting hot, right? Nope. They play Arkansas in what was probably the best game of the year. And fourth and 25, it was going to uh, – Arkansas had to score to force this thing to overtime. And the clock was winding down. They had to score a touchdown. Hunter Henry gets a short pass and just – it's on fourth and 25. If they don't get it, they lose. He just throws the ball backwards. And I think Alex Collins picked it up and ran and got it. Overtime period later, Arkansas wins. Alabama's in the driver's seat. It was – Had that not happened – It's easily one of the most underrated – won yeah. their last two games. They beat LSU. They beat Mississippi State handily. It's, they would have played It's Florida. easily one of the most underrated moments of the college football season. That's for sure. That's – I mean, that you have to say that because – it's called Do You Believe in Miracles? That was like as much of a prayer as the season got. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The windmill celebration is another one. Uh, Michigan State's kicker beats Ohio State and does this windmill, like, I don't I don't even know what to call it. Like, like rock god ACDC sort of guitar playing windmill celebration and just sprints to the other side of the field. It was hilarious. That would win celebration of the year. Of course. Of course. I, I, that will, and people, people, the gifs that people made after that, people were putting guitars in his hands. People were making his arms, actual windmill propellers. I mean, it was, it was great. It was great oh, stuff. Can I add another one? Can I add another one, like, for real? Can I just last second, last second? No, it belongs. And you will agree with okay. me. Michigan, Michigan State, the most. Oh yes. Oh that's. Oh we almost missed that. You yeah I know you groaned. And well then, then let's let's take out Kiffin because I I don't feel good about having more than five nominees. Then we're starting to look like the Oscars. <laughs> okay, so, so your nominees for that one: Adam Griffiths onside kick, clutch onside kick, and the national championship. Fourth and twenty-five, Arkansas and Ole Miss. The windmill celebration from Michigan State. Keenan Reynolds breaking the all-time touchdown record, and Michigan, Michigan State, the muff punt. That might be our most solid group of nominees and nominations that we have. Absolutely. That, that is our most media Patrick, award. what's the next award? That wins the patty for the most media award. I called this one the Fit Hit the Shan Award, the worst moments and stories. And we came up with three that I think really fit the bill. Okay. Um... And we we mentioned one, so I'll say it again. The handling of the less mess, less miles story was uh, the way that was handled, and the way that he was just in the like he couldn't say anything, but everybody's saying he's fired. Everybody's arguing about it. It was everywhere. It, and this yeah. was a time during the year when it was 
the last couple weeks of the year when we're supposed to be talking about the playoffs and nobody cared because Les Miles might be fired. We spent a whole podcast talking about it, basically, when Alabama was about to go play in a SEC championship. Yep. Yeah. It was it bad. Was it was really, really horrible. bad. The Texas A&M quarterback situation may be worse, though. Yes, it might the, be. The school that was known as the, you know, come here if you're the new prototype quarterback. Look what we did with Johnny Manziel. They had two quarterbacks in Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen that are now gone. I think Kyle Allen will have a heck of a career. I do too. Somewhere. He is, I think, other than his three interceptions, he wasn't being coached right. He wasn't happy at A&M. That's obvious. Where did he go? Oklahoma? Yeah. And did, uh... Where did, where did uh, Kyler Murray go? Is he Texas? Uh, I, TCU, maybe? Ooh, I think ooh, you might I be think right. he's TCU. And, he's... and speaking of which, they've had three in the last two years, if you're talking Kenny Trill. Kenny Trill. Ooh. Another name I haven't heard in a long time. And then, Trevor Knight. No, sorry. Kyler Murray, Oklahoma. And I think Kyle Allen was, was Houston. Houston, that's right. I, I, I genuinely think... That out of everyone in that situation, the guy who won is Trevor Knight transferring from Oklahoma to Texas A&M. Oh, no. He beat us once. Should we watch out for him? No, don't start that. Um, The other one is not as fun to make fun of. It was Sarkeesian, USC coaching, the whole um, alcoholism thing. One of the worst moments of the year, him being fired for a very serious, uh, serious problem. Um, no jokes to come out of that. Just it was there, and it was one of the worst moments. I don't even feel good almost giving a fake award to it, but it's there, and we said it. Anyway. Uh, next award. Next award. I'm calling the '84 BYU award because it's the surprise team of the year. Patrick, 1984 BYU comes out of nowhere. The Stormin' Mormons come out of nowhere and win the national championship. Your surprise teams of the year. We've got Iowa, Houston, North Carolina, and Ole Miss. Make a case. For one of those teams. I think it goes to Iowa, if you ask me. The surprise, and I still don't know why it was just harping on Houston earlier for the surprise, what do we call it, the surprise of the year award or whatever, biggest surprise. But I think the the most surprising team and their success was Iowa because they were not thought very highly of. And that was a team of Warriors. If you forget their bowl game... They were very close to the playoff. They were very close to losing 30-something to nothing to Alabama. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> they were They uh, yeah. were very close to that, Patrick. You're right. Uh, Houston looks like they're building something good. North Carolina had a great defense led by none other than Gene Chizik and then Ole Miss. Um, they had three losses, but they were a surprising team just for nothing else but their upset and almost making the SEC championship. Ne- the next ne- game is another need one. Need I remind you? Patrick, can I just make my case for Houston? Need I remind you that Houston scored 17 in the fourth quarter to beat Florida State 38-24 in the Peach Bowl this year. I loved loved Iowa, but my surprise team of the year goes to Houston. They were incredibly surprising. I think saying that now because of their last games, it's easy. But if I'm look, talking about the college football season and everybody was just going, well, Iowa's going to lose at some point. They're not really contenders. And they never did until their conference championship game, and they lost by, what, three, seven to Michigan State. I think a team that was that much on the cusp of going to the playoff, 
I think we're I think we're just kind of remembering them for what their last game was a de- a, a deflated team that thought they deserved to be in the playoff. Yeah. And playing against Stanford, who had something to prove after being snubbed for the Heisman and the playoff. 2008 Alabama against Utah is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, kind of yeah. one of those. And a lot of people remember the 2008 Bama team for that game, but that is not what they were. No, that not at all. Not at all. Uh, but, but it's an issue. I, either one. I think either one of those two teams can can win it. The next award, or it's 13. We're about 55 minutes here on the podcast. We'll try to get through it a little bit, but we're having fun now. 13th award, we got 15, the Appalachian State Award, which obviously goes to the biggest upset. We're just going to go over these in order. Um, I think the my pick for the biggest upset was Texas beating Oklahoma 24-17 to give them their only regular season loss yeah. because Texas was a dumpster fire this year. They it, were was, it was multiple defense dumpster was fires. Their defense abysmal. And that game was a, was, a, was a rivalry game at like an – I think it was the noon kickoff which made it kind of a weird Do you feel. remember that, that week for me? Do you remember talking to me that week and what was going on at work? Golf. Golf. We had the President's Cup in Seoul, South Korea that week. And so my hours were 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, that's right. I was wondering where you were going. And I, was, I, I got in at like 7.30 that morning. There was traffic in Orlando. Surprise. And I get in my apartment. Um, I'm laying down on my love seat, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, watch game day. Game day's about to come on. Then I'll go to sleep." And uh, you know, they had encouraged all of us to kind of, you know, get your eight hours of sleep every night. So go to sleep around 3 p.m. And I was like, "Well, I'll just watch college game day, you know, and then I'll, I'll wake up whenever I wake up and get ready and go to work." I didn't sleep pretty much that entire afternoon because of the Texas. Oklahoma game. I could not believe that Texas, because that wasn't one where Texas like came back in the last minute either. They dominated that game. That game, the the tw- the seven point spread there was the, not. This, yeah, the no, the like. score does not reflect what the game was at all. Oklahoma kind of tried to come back, but Texas was was taking it yeah, to them. They they and then we were like, oh, Oklahoma's overrated, and then they weren't. They just had a bad loss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, What's Memphis number two? Ole Miss. Ole Miss is – just hint, Ole Miss is in two of these. Ole Miss beats Alabama, which we'll talk about next because it's nominated. And Memphis just slips up and beats them in the most Memphis way possible. Uh, it was a huge upset. I'm not sure I'm not sure it trumps Texas-Oklahoma. Because Memphis ended up having a respectable Memphis season. Memphis had a great season, especially for Memphis. They had, they, had the good, they had the Paxton Lynch quarterback that was – basically his game. I mean, they were nine and four, so they didn't end up the season. I mean, they, they ended up losing to Houston and Temple to close out the season. And then they lost pretty convincingly to Auburn. Um, that was a team that had no business beating Ole Miss. No, or I should say Ole Miss had no business losing to, but, um, yeah, it was, you know, it also wasn't maybe as surprising as Texas over Oklahoma in that game. Yeah. Then Ole Miss beating Alabama, I put that in there because it was probably the the most um, inf- not influential uh, visible upset of the year. Yeah. Uh, when it happens, going into the game, we lost to him the year before, and uh, I I know I said on the podcast I thought we'd kill Ole Miss. I didn't think there was any. I didn't think there was any way we were going to lose that game at all. And then they came out. They put in Cooper Bateman to start the game, so that messed everything Ugh. up as far as the quarterbacks. It was 
the biggest coaching mistake we made. It's hard, it's hard to complain now because of the res- end results of the season. And then to wrap it up, uh, this one, it was an upset, but it was weird because it was week one and we hadn't discovered Christian McCaffrey yet. But that was when Northwestern week one beat Sanford 16-6. I watched every snap of that game at uh, Lane's parents' house. Northwestern over Stanford was a very, very odd game. Then, and it's an underrated upset. On yeah, this. because well, and then look kept, where they wound they up the rest of the, of the season. Playoff. You know, I mean, like the rest of the season, Northwestern was just kind of meh. I mean, Hogan and McCaffrey led that Stanford team. I mean, led them. I to thought the Hogan Rose Bowl. was garbage in that game. I mean, I thought Hogan was a garbage quarterback from watching that game. He ended up doing all right again, but I was like, Hogan is the most disappointing quarterback I've ever seen. He was okay, but that was. That was a weird, yeah. It was a weird turnover kind of first game of the season. No team knew what they were doing, kind of game. So let us know what um, you think. Texas over Oklahoma, Memphis over Ole Miss, Ole Miss over Alabama, or Northwestern over Stanford. What is the Appalachian State Award winner for the biggest upset of the 2015 college football season? Patrick, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the two next episodes award left. You have to introduce the last one. Okay. Um. So I'll just do it. Uh, your dad came up with a great yeah. name, last day, last day of school award, or what I called, and it's not as good, the Chick-fil-A Goodyear College Football Classic Fun Run Race for the Cure Award, uh, the most anticipated <laughs> non-conference matchup of the year next year, which we I just like that you threw every I, non-conference name you could think of for the award. <laughs> just, it's the Chick-fil-A kickoff and the, uh, the, the, the college yeah, football yeah. classic Goodyear. Fun Run, fun run Race so for I the Cure, yeah. It. Yeah, of course. That's the way it works. Um, so non-conference, week one next year might be the best week one we've ever I had. I agree. I remember two or three years ago seeing a tweet that said, like, September 5th, 2016, thank you, football gods, and I had the games. We're finally going to get to have that. Uh, number one, we got these out of order, man. Alabama-USC, we got to talk about the one we're playing in. I agree. That being in Dallas and in and, and the big house. Alabama-USC, I don't remember if these teams have ever faced off for the last time they did, but this was kind of like when we played Michigan. Like two... Huge, huge face-off in Bear Bryant's days for this, for this game. A lot of history in this game back in the 70s. A lot of history. Late 60s, early 70s, I think. And honestly, probably two of the most recognizable brands. I think if I had to name the most recognizable brands in college football, Alabama, USC, Michigan, and Texas are the top four. Oklahoma? Maybe number five. I mean... It, that's tough. That's a tough That's a tough. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. That, that can be a topic for next week. But anyway, uh, I'm excited to see this. It's two classic football teams. Do I think it's going to be a good game? No, not really. I don't know what USC is bringing to the table, honestly, but I can't imagine it's anything great because of what's been going on with them the last couple years. But I'm excited. I'm excited for it. As a fan... The thing about USC, and we're, we're like previewing the game months in advance, but that's what we do with college football. Sure. The thing about USC, the talent, they always have the talent. They finally have some stability. I think it was smart for them if they couldn't get like a Mark Richt to or, – uh, or who else was out there? Anyway, if they couldn't get one of those guys um, to keep their – they just needed consistency from year to year. And the players really liked that interim coach. Uh, Helton was his name, Clay Helton. Yep. And – um, I think Max Wittick should um, – anyway, yeah, so it's not going to be as – I think between all the non-conference games we started with, with Wisconsin, uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech – am I forgetting one? 
Uh, Michigan? Did I say Michigan? Out of all those, this is the one. That no, I think no, we no, have. you didn't say. It. Yeah, Michigan was the one. This is yeah. the one we've had. We have the most question. Like we might lose this one the most. Yeah. Uh. uh I don't I'm know. At least I'm less confident about this than I was uh, with Wisconsin. Those two are the ones that stick out because we're starting new quarterbacks. Nah, and I wasn't afraid I, I don't of West know. Virginia. I was. I was more. Over. I was more worried about Wisconsin. I really was. All right, that's fine. Uh, what's the next guy? What's the next award but, nominee? I'm going to let you go for Florida State because you love Florida State. I don't know what your thing is with them, but they're an ACC school, so I'm going to let you take that one. I'm going to go with Oklahoma Oof. versus Ohio State. I cannot wait that's for this game next either, year. That's not week one is it? Is it? No, no, no. That's like week three. September 17th is when that game is. But, Patrick, the reason I'm excited for that game is it's because it's two of the coaches that I hate most in college football that don't coach for Tennessee or Auburn. We've got good old uh, good old Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops, Urban Meyer face off. We're going we're going bare knuckle boxing on these boys. Uh, ooh, I think it's a neutral site. Let me let me check that. Let me check that. But Patrick, who do you have pulling away in that game? I, I Ohio Ohio State will be for a very long time in my one of my teams in the playoffs so i've got ohio state winning that game i love jt barrett and i think ohio state if he started the whole year would have been a little bit better although he did start all of the michigan state game but that was the play calling i will say wholeheartedly anyway i got ohio state winning that one uh september 17th oklahoma ohio state in norman oklahoma home or is that a I hope it's a home and home. That'd be fun. I believe I believe it's a fun. home and home. Uh, the next game is F yeah FSU uh, Ole Miss. Um, when they scheduled this game, it didn't look as interesting. FSU was still doesn't. How can you say that? Because it's the ACC. How many times do I have to tell you I don't respect the ACC? You just have a team that was I don't one care of the that... best college football teams, and they're still they're still very good. You are ah. There are two very yeah. good teams in the ACC. Sure, they are. Yeah, you just won thirty yeah, games good. in a row. Mm-hmm. Who they play? Please oh remind me. Oh my God! Me. You know we play bad teams too, right? You know we play the Vanderbilts and the Kentuckys of the world. We also play in the best conference in the nation, Patrick, and they play That's in the why third they or fourth Miss, best conference they won in the quality nation. Quality games. You can't knock them for scheduling. Then I can't Ole miss. And I cannot wait for that game. I really am going to cheer for Ole Miss just so I can laugh at you because I don't think the ACC is that great. I think Florida State's a respectable program, but I think they proved this year they can't handle they the pressure of being looked at. Dude, they just won. They ended two, the ACC streak. Two years they ago. The ACC streak. Why are you Why are you acting like they did that last no, night? That was that two years ago. Everyone they is the gone. Same head coach, the same they, number one recruiting class or number two, depending on who you look at. They lost Jameis Winston and crumbled under the pressure crumble too. They did not anything. They won a ton of games this year. They had one bad loss. They had a horrible. My God, loss. I don't want to see the day Alabama loses two games in a season with you. Holy shit! Two two horrible losses, Patrick. They lost to Houston in a bowl game, thirty-eight twenty-four. Seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but if you're going to sit here and tell me that the ACC and Florida State's one of the best conferences and the best, the best team and one of the best conferences, 
then don't sit here and tell me that 17 points in the last quarter to Houston is a and good football a team. completely different team with a completely different quarterback. I'm just saying, to say that FSU is not a good team and a good program, regardless of the fact that I used to root for them, is asinine. I, I think I think if you're going to go ACC, SEC, that's fine, but I think we should have gone Auburn-Clemson. Auburn-Clemson. You're going you're gonna, to well, pick sorry, Auburn over but Ole Miss looking... as the team to throw in here? There are two very quality teams I, in the ACC. No, I'm taking Florida. I'm taking Florida State out and putting Clemson in. I'm giving you obviously, the edge for your for your ACC love, which is obviously the ACC is not as bizarre good as the ACC, to me. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten. That's obvious. But that yes. doesn't mean you can't talk about the two very good teams in the conference. They're a basketball conference. That doesn't Get mean you can't here. talk about the two good teams in the conference. LSU Wisconsin oh, is the other game on here. Hates. Right now, I don't, I don't good. Know, good. Bad cop, good cop. And right now, I'll be bad cop for the ACC until they, they prove did. me wrong. They did. I'm they sorry, the but I... They beat the team to beat Alabama two years ago, and they've continued to do very well. And then we just, we they, just no. beat them. No, 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 no. No. Continue to do very well? No. Two teams have done pretty well. Then why is it? Okay, because the argument is that FSU and Ole Miss is an interesting matchup. And you said, I'm not at all interested okay. in that. The ACC sucks. How does that even apply? You took the good team from there. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just not as excited about Florida State as I am Clemson. Yeah, but Auburn. I, I'm more I'm more excited for what the Auburn game, Clemson what, game. What game mainly, be hold on, hold on. Let me finish game. that. Mainly, mainly so we can see Auburn get well, slaughtered. But what's going to be the better game? Do you think? <laughs> better game is definitely. You didn't ask that. You asked most anticipated. I'm most anticipated for Clemson Auburn. <laughs> That's about as heated as we've ever gotten. I'm sorry. I just I don't like the ACC. I've made it abundantly clear. I don't like them as a conference. AC, no, I don't. ACC and. And Big 12. Can't stand them. Can't stand them. They think they're entitled, and they haven't done anything to gain that entitlement. We're talking less than three years removed from them ending the SEC streak. It's not like, sure, the conference as a whole isn't as strong as the SEC. Yeah, they totally ended it because the SEC team definitely didn't win the championship this year over an ACC team. You're discrediting the two good teams in the conference that we just beat by five, and we are just, you know. No, no. Not the two good teams. The only teams and in the that's conference. Fine, but that doesn't mean that that's not an anticipated and interesting matchup. That's the point. We're we're gonna have an ACC. No, because rant this argument isn't about episodes. the ACC. It is well, for you're me. You're being ridiculous. This isn't the argument. This isn't even the. Oh my goodness. I I, I am excited for the game. I didn't I'm excited say, hey, for the best game. Best conference award. I, I, the ACC. You're arguing like that's what I said. I don't. I just I don't I'm not excited. I, I I don't know. Florida State just doesn't do it for me. Not right now. They did a couple years ago. They don't anymore. Period. I'm sorry, but I watched and the Houston Florida State game. It was miserable. Saying the same thing. Yeah. Probably. I'm gonna go ahead and prepare you for it. You're right on that one. I Holy definitely cow. am. You must talk about five teams ever. You must talk about, about what? five teams ever. Basically yeah, the only team much. that have ever played that, 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 that had less than two losses. What's your point? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, man. I think Wait, there's great teams. Let's go a ton of this stuff. Let's go get rid of Tennessee. Let's go get rid of Houston. I mean, that's we're talking about college football, not five teams. Yeah, but you're asking me most anticipated. I'm just I, – I, I told you. I'm just not as excited about Florida State. 
you know, you, I'm just you not. Put, you put I'm LSU sorry. Wisconsin. You you put that one. And yeah. Between those game teams, we had what nine losses last year. Yeah, but I'm excited for that game because I think those teams are a better matchup. <sighs> you know, it's in your hometown, right? I, I know, know it's in Orlando. Holy cow! Oh yeah, I'm excited you for it. You just said you're not. You just should said be fun. It. No, I said I'm more anticipated for other games. I'm excited for that, though. That'll be good for the city, good for my town. Add some extra traffic, made my drive to work a little more frustrating, but that's okay. You're coming down for that game, right? Maybe. We'll see now. I don't know. I'm not anticipating it anymore. You should. You should. It's good. I'm excited for it. I don't know why you're not excited for it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Last award. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Are you good, good to move on? Is there anything I'm, else you want to say? I will take any I'm shots you want me to take. We can move on. I, it's not ignorant. It's just fact. The Rob Norwood Award is the brightest future. For those of you who don't know my brother, his life is a walking success story. He's always had a bright future. So I named this award after him because we couldn't really think of anything else. Patrick, brightest future in college football. I only who see you got? one team on here that's SEC, so I guess we'll only talk about Georgia. Oh my God! Stop! You put you Florida State down as brightest future. Oh my goodness! Ah! <laughs> yeah, they have an incredibly bright future. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think we're I'm arguing sorry. for the sorry. They state don't excite me right now. Texas has a. I put Texas on here too. Texas has a bright future too. But if you're asking me right now, do they excite me? No, not at all. I think they've got a bright future, but they don't excite me right now. Not like Michigan, who's also on the list. Okay, so basically we got Michigan, Texas, Florida State, and Georgia. Uh, those are our brightest futures. Who who who's your bright who who's your my pick who's is your pick? Michigan, because I think they got one of the best head coaches and they they got something good going there. I would put Michigan, Florida State. I, it's hard to put Florida State considering they just recently won a national championship, and to win one in the last five years is something that usually three other schools can say if they're not Alabama. Then Texas, I would put. Michigan, Florida State, Texas, Georgia. Uh, yeah. Nope, sorry, Swiss yeah. Georgia. I, I don't know. Texas, there's something going on in the state of Texas. They're like... I, I want to see I want to see what happens with Charlie Strong before we put I too think much te- on Texas. It's hard for me to pick I, Texas I, because I think they're the fourth best team in this state. Ooh, really? TCU yeah. and Houston would have all wiped the floor with them last year. Healthy, healthy... If they were healthy against their healthy, they would have wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right. But the reason I put Texas on here is because of that recruiting class. But as pulled. we've seen, Auburn doesn't always work. Tennessee. <laughs> Just had to throw another jab in there. Couldn't let it go. Couldn't let it go. That is the patties. Let us know what you think. Vote on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook. Email us. Call us in. Text us. Maybe we... Pat, do you think we could set up something with those people that do American Idol where you can, like, text in? Probably do that. Like, text in your answer? I got a couple phone numbers. We can probably manage that somehow. Let's go to, let's go to sound-offs, man. I What's your sound-off? I had one. Anyway, my... You, you can go off on it again. I don't care. Yeah, I think we beat it. I think we beat it to a dead horse. There's one conference that matters, and we shouldn't talk about anybody else. That's not my sound-off. Um... That's not what I said at all. Now you're putting words in my mouth. You said two. You actually genuinely did say two. Um, 
Yeah, that was before the podcast, but yeah, as of right now, I think there's two great conferences and the Doesn't rest of them are good. Doesn't mean we don't talk good. about them. Doesn't mean we don't anticipate their games. I talked about them all, all right, night. So, sound off. We, I mentioned it. It's the combine and the way the people do it. Okay, let's talk about something that's – let me get my mind on the combine. Basically, the reason I don't like it is because if I'm drafting players, I'm watching their game tape. And I'm sure everyone says that's the basis of what they judge a player on. But I think the second the combine starts and we move, remove ourselves from the actual football games, the more we get impressed by four three forties and 40-inch jumps and all this and that, the measurables and this. And it's just like – it's the reason dudes like Darius Hayward Bay ended up being drafted number eight. And it's – okay. Yeah. what? Yeah, he Who? played for Maryland. And he, <laughs> then he, he was the fastest guy at the combine, and he got drafted at eight. And he did nothing. You remember when Mario Williams got drafted above Reggie Bush that one Mario year? Mario Williams had a much better career than Reggie Bush did. Yeah. Well, uh, a much better, a better career? It was the better pick. He was great for the Texans for a while. He had one good season with the Bills. Last year wasn't great. But you got to admit, during that time period, that's an asinine oh, thing Oh, everybody said it was a mistake. Reggie Bush was supposed to be the next Barry Sanders. Anyway... I'm trying. I'm thinking of guys that had no success though, like the Darius Hayward Bays. That's the one that always pops into my head. But we've had other ones. Um, oh, my own Miami Dolphins. Uh, Dion Jordan, who exactly drafted number three overall. He's now been suspended twice from the NFL. All of last year he was suspended for per, for uh, I don't know performance enhancers or something. Whatever he did, hasn't done anything. And the only reason he was drafted there is because he's six eight and can run very fast. I hate it. I hate it. Because... Yeah. It's it's become a oh, dog Jamarcus show. Russell, it really has. His measurables. They talk about the measurables. Oh my it's God. all the measurable. No, it's the... How good is Jamarcus he on the field? Russell. It's the reason that... Oh, well, Russell Wilson has to drop to the third round or even farther because he's not as tall and his hands are small. It's the reason Drew Brees was yep. drafted in the second round. Yeah, that's exactly the name I was about to bring because up. Because he's Drew short Brees. and his hands are small. It's measurable. And sure, you okay. get it right every now and then. You hit a guy on the, you know, you get one. Okay, you know, he's a sleeper. He's a gem because we didn't. But you want the guys that pro- you can watch the tape and go, he's much better. That's my thing. I, 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 I think Mel Kuyper's job is, uh, I don't know. That could be a whole other one. But he, it's like, he. okay, I'm going to do it too. Mel Kuyper. Draft time. He makes his big board, and if a team doesn't follow his big board, he acts angry on air. Mel Kiper, the man on on tape saying that if, uh, what was it, Jimmy Clausen isn't a good NFL quarterback, then I quit. Or I'll quit or something like that. It's ridiculous. And con- he's still here. It's just like... Maybe he's just holding out that Jimmy Clausen will be a great quarterback <laughs> one day. Try again on the Bears this year. Didn't quite work. What's yours? My sound, my sound off completely goes off of college football. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Okay. I've been volunteering a lot lately with a uh, with a pit bull rescue. Uh, pit bulls get a bad rep, and I think that's horrible. That's my sound off. I, I think that it's it's awful what people do to those dogs. They're some of the sweetest dogs on earth. A lot of the dogs that I've met there have been incredibly more gentle than any terrier I've ever met, even though I'm a proud owner of, well, one terrier. Uh, I, I, I love the dogs. 
Uh, they get a bad rep, and I don't think it's fair. And the reason that the only reason so, they ever end up mean is if they're raised in an environment where they're forced to be mean. Exactly. Yeah. Just like just like you and me, we were raised in tough environments <laughs> yeah. on the streets. Had to get out of there, but we did. That's the patties. Everyone, nominations. Go ahead, send them in. You can follow us on Twitter at pi underscore podcast. Find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S Interference. Or go to our website at patsinterference.com. Another great episode of Pardon the Interruption. That's what we sounded like there. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into that discussion again. Seriously. I don't know what discussion we were having, though. Like, I just think we lost ourselves there. It was fun. I think think when we go back and listen to it, it'll be entertaining. It's healthy. I don't know. I don't feel healthy. But I just... I just, I still don't, I, I just still don't like Me the neither. ACC. Me neither. We're going to get into like it. Of, but I, like I just don't like them. I don't like teams in the conference. That's why I don't like the conference. That's all I'm saying. All right, but two years, ACC teams have been in the playoff every year. Okay. Great. I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Bottom to the top, I just don't like the ACC. That, I will not agree, I will like not I, disagree with. Like I do the SEC, the Pac-10, excuse me, Pac-12, the Big Ten. I don't know. I just I, I don't like the ACC. The show. I think we should bring this up later. Uh, you you did you did the Twitter, Patty's coming you at you next Facebook week. Thing. Our next episode is gonna have the winners and um, the winners and maybe uh, some other stuff because it won't we're, take we're, us very long to do the winners. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go we still got a whole Tennessee we'll debacle to talk stuff. about, which we didn't get to today, which we'll have to do next week. <sighs> Good um, lord. We're, well, we're, we're going to wait and see how that one plays out I think, before we I think get into it, I think in a week too. or two we'll, we'll be able to uh, maybe revisit it. But yeah, well, no. I do think that that's something that needs to sort itself out. We'll have other issues. We'll have other topics we'd love to get. Oh, if you have ideas for awards next year, let us know. Um, ideas for topics, like we said, we've always wanted. I think the awards, like the, the winner part, will only take about 20, 30 minutes. So we'll have a couple other stuff we can do. Absolutely. Patrick, it's been a pleasure as always. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Roll Tide, everybody. Vote on the patties. Let us know what you think. And have a good one.